out. Today is the Day of Atonement, which means it's an opportunity to fast. We're not saying you have to fast, but it's kind of a cool opportunity out of any day of the year. You know, what this really symbolizes when it comes to what he sacrificed himself for, what he gave himself for. Well, you know, the funny thing about all of the feasts of the Lord is these all have to do with your heart and God's heart. Do you want to come to know Jesus in a, in a deeper, more profound way? Do you want to walk with God in a deeper, more profound way? Mm-hmm. Do you want to kind of get on the same page where he's walking along? You know, that's what these are about is it's, it's simply it's for us as Christians who have come to know him. His blood has washed us clean. He's dealt with the sin part, but it's the journey. And so many people say, I can't hear God or I don't I, this. And they're, they're, they're going to church. They're trying to connect with God instead of walking with God and church is something in addition to that. So uh, one of these things, uh, the reason we, I even share and talk on these things is to help you understand that God did make these things as some Old Testament just for the Jews thing. This is forever. These You will be doing these. If you go to heaven and on the new earth, you will be observing these. These will, the the uh, rules and regulations, these, these never go away. These are eternal. So it's a little silly for Christians to go, ah, I don't know, I'm just not going to do that. It's, yeah. it's not for me. Yeah. But the other thing is, it really shows you the heart of God because you have to ask the question. Fasting, I really don't enjoy fasting. I like <laughs> resting. I'm that part. I'm all in. But fasting, I don't enjoy at all. So why? Why? What, what's the deal? Does God even show us and help us understand that? The answer is yes. The most important part of you know Kippur is isn't just resting and fasting. That's not even the point of it. It's understanding why resting and fasting is so crucial and significant. Otherwise, what would be the point, right? Leviticus 16, in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, which is going to be tonight through tomorrow, you shall fast and you shall do no manner of work, neither the citizen nor the alien who resides among you. For on this day, the high priest shall perform kipper or atonement for you to cleanse you of all your sins. You will become clean before Jehovah. The day of atonement is unique among all the feasts of Jehovah, during the spring and summer feasts, God commanded them, bring an offering, bring a sheaf, bring a lamb, bring bread, etc. And in each of those cases, they were supposed to be looking at the lamb or the sheaf as their Messiah standing in for them, representing them before Jehovah and paying their debt of sin. But at Yom Kippur, everything takes the next step. The rules changed. Instead of bringing sacrifices, they would be supplied. Your job is don't eat, don't work. What you need to do will be done for you. It's so different from everything else. It's no longer about what you do or bring. It's about what you don't do and what someone does for you. Now, the high priest does everything. He makes a sacrifice first for the priests and then for all the people. He represents the heavenly high priest, Jesus Christ. Yeshua left heaven to be the sacrifice lamb who would die for all sin of mankind. He alone made the atonement for all mankind. He was sinless, so he required no sacrifice for himself, but could die once for all to cover mankind. So our resting and our fasting on Yom Kippur represents that Jesus alone was worthy and able to do all we needed while we couldn't help ourselves. So it is a corporate fast and corporate rest. You're not fasting or resting for yourself or your sins, but for everyone. It's not repentance for your sin. It's looking rightly at humanity as a whole in desperate need. You're doing 
what Jesus asked his disciples to do in the Garden of Gethsemane, to watch and to pray. It's our part of his sacrifice. The most important realization you'll ever have is that you can't do anything to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Boy, if you can just wrap your head around that one, you have to stop. You've got to turn your eyes on Jesus, ask him to save you from yourself and from your sin. This is the only atonement for sin that otherwise will lead all of us to judgment, death, and hell. Judgment Day came when Yeshua, Jesus, came for us. Justice was served to him for us through his sacrificial offering for our sins. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. As a Christian, we can stand with confidence before him. But that doesn't excuse us from obedience either, so this day isn't totally uh, unimportant to us. 1 Corinthians 3.13 warns us, Every man's work will be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. This is why especially we need to pray for the Jews, and especially on this day. If they don't come to know and follow Yeshua and Jesus, then the Day of Atonement is empty ritual for them. So understand the two ideas of atonement. For people without Jesus, atonement can only mean to try to make up for the wrong they did, to try to make up for not doing the right things. They're trying to atone for disobedience for the lack of obedience. They hope to somehow make reparations, to suffer some punishment or penalty, to settle the debt so their names are written in the book of life and sealed forever. But you see, those who try to bypass the cross of Yeshua, Jesus, don't end well. The fall feast can be scary because they were a picture of the end times. We believe the Feast of Trumpets will be the rapture. Those last 10 days we've been in, the days of all, will be the tribulation. And this day of atonement will be judgment day. It'll play out in Zechariah 12 when just Jesus is seen across the whole earth. The Jews look upon the one they pierced and all Israel is saved. Obviously, most of the rest of those remaining on the earth in that day will not turn to Yeshua. There's a biblical picture of what happens to those who reject Yehovah and Yeshua as their high priest. For them, there's the story of Korah and his followers in the desert. He challenged God's right to declare who could serve as high priest. He didn't want to follow Moses, and that turned out to be a bad decision. He and his family were swallowed up by the ground. It's a picture of hell and the lake of fire swallowing up those who refuse to follow Yeshua. There's pictures all through the the Bible, Old Testament to New Testament, that teach us to, to grasp us and run after God in this way. The Day of Atonement is huge. It's really, really important. And part of the reason I'm here is just to remind you, to encourage you, and especially if you don't know Jesus, to invite you. This is one of those opportunities that God paints the picture so clearly you just can't miss it. We're going to look at the life in the blood coming up next.